Hi, I'm Neve Ennis, transformation coach and host of your Tough Love Energy podcast. I work with women just like you who want greater clarity on where they are going in life. Together, we restore your confidence, we rebuild better boundaries, and we reconnect you with who you are deep inside. Using mindset, spirituality, and pure practical advice, I guide you and I equip you with all that you're going to need to bring about change in your life. We get you to that place to believe, to see not only that change is possible, but that it is entirely possible for you. What you're changing doesn't matter. What matters most is that you give yourself permission to do just that. So without further ado, let's jump right into this week's episode of Tough Love Energy. Hi and welcome to Tough Love Energy with me, Neve Ennis. Can you believe that this is the final episode in series one? I am finding as I'm sitting here that my mind is racing. There's just so much that I would love to be able to say in this last podcast, but yet I need to make sure that I don't overwhelm you with um, with all the thoughts, as I said, that are racing through my mind. Now, in this series, um, in all previous 15 episodes, we've covered many important themes. We've covered uh, the topic and theme of forgiveness, forgiving ourselves and of others. We've looked at grief. We've looked at healing. We've even looked at people pleasing. And if you still haven't done my people pleasing quiz, then I'd recommend to go and do it. Um, I've updated it a little to include another profile, which uh, is the reformed people pleaser. So I'll put the link to that in um in the show notes here, but it's just it's nevenis.com forward slash quiz. I've also asked you over the last couple of weeks uh, and months to uncover what stories you might be living your life by. I asked you, what was your story now? And then to question, is that story yours or does it belong to somebody else? Is it still serving you? And if it's not, then we reminded each other that we alone have the power and the ability to write our own story, our own next chapter. I've also shared with you the importance of a daily practice. And this is something that lifelong listeners will know is 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 something I feel really passionate about. I really believe that for change to happen, we have to introduce a daily practice into our life. I honestly believe that it can be life changing. And too often I hear people saying that, you know, journaling or meditating or breath work or movement or yoga all sound lovely if you have the time. Well, I actually don't buy that. I think if you really believe that you want change, that you want to do all that you can to change, then you need to find the time to make that happen and find the time to insert a daily practice into your life. You just make the time. And that's my tough love energy. I genuinely do feel strongly about this, though, because I know what it does for me and I know what it does for all of my clients. And I see how it's changed them, how it's changed me. 
I feel also that this is linked to another theme that we covered, which was, you know, when we talked about not ignoring the signs. When we slow down, when we create space, we're much more open to spotting the signs and to listen to what they're telling us. I also talked about the importance of finding your voice and I've shared with you how that happened for me and what happened to me for for me to find mine. And I suppose, thank God I did, because if I didn't, then this podcast might not even have been born. And my intention behind this podcast always is to guide you closer to the point where you accept yourself as you are. This, in my mind, contributes significantly when we're looking to make changes. If we don't accept ourselves, we can't be clear on who we are or what we want. And it's the foundational point of all change. Believing you're able, being open to learning how and and what to do. But underneath it all, it's believing not only that change is possible, but that it is entirely possible for you. And I really wish this for everyone. Self-acceptance. Look, it can be really hard accepting ourselves just as we are. And there are always ways that we can improve and better ourselves. But in the end, we are exactly who we are. And that means we must acknowledge all of ourselves, the good, the not so good and the parts that need improvement. So ask yourself, have you been tough on yourself recently? Are you finding that you're being overly critical of your flaws or speaking to yourself in too negative a way. If you have, then there's a very good chance you might be lacking in self-acceptance. And self-acceptance is the, it's the ability to unconditionally and unapologetically value and appreciate all parts of who you are. In psychology, self-acceptance is defined as, and let me get this right, it's defined as an individual's acceptance of all of their attributes, positive or negative. We also know self-acceptance as self-approval, but it's such a necessary component, not just for change, but when it comes to our own mental well-being. Without it, you'll notice that you're being highly self-critical or slating yourself or putting yourself down or punishing yourself and in turn expecting a lot less from yourself than you should. You'll also maybe find that you're obsessing over your weaknesses, your gaps and your shortcomings. In other words, self-acceptance is something you really want to have. It's clearly easier much easier to appreciate our good points, our positive traits. But for genuine self-acceptance, you must be able to embrace the negative, less desirable parts of yourself as well. The weaknesses, the parts of yourself that you just don't like. It doesn't mean, and, and this never means, that you're being asked to accept your flaws and not attempt or, or plan to change or improve them. But as you observe them without attaching negative emotions or judgment, because we all do that, on who it is you really are. It simply means being better able to be objective, be more objective about your strengths and your weaknesses and not viewing them as indicators of your self-worth. Now, how do we know if we've low self-acceptance? Well, it probably won't come as any surprise to learn that our ability to accept ourselves is formed in our early childhood and is hugely dependent on how you were spoken to by your parents or your caregivers or your teachers. If they verbally or non-verbally 
told you that you weren't bright enough, good enough, pretty enough, smart enough. Or even if you were told, as many of us were, that we were too much. If you heard that when you were growing up, then there's a strong chance that you may think of yourself as only conditionally acceptable. This will most definitely continue to have a negative impact on how you accept yourself today. And it's likely to manifest itself through some or all of these following traits. One, you're probably more prone to viewing things with a negative attitude. Does that sound like you? Two, you might find it hard to recognize your weaknesses or failures. You might find yourself criticizing and scolding yourself relentlessly. Or number four, you might spend so much time wishing you were someone else and comparing your life to theirs. Now, we all experience these traits at one point or another. But if you notice, are you constantly repeating these patterns? If you are, then you need to admit that your self-acceptance level needs work. So four quick steps to developing better self-acceptance. One, forgive yourself. Show yourself more compassion. You need to accept that you did your best. You're doing your best at any given time in any given situation and given the circumstances you have to deal with. Don't be so quick to blame and chastise yourself, but just start recognizing that you did, in fact, always do your best. You can't change what's happened in the past, but you really can learn from it and grow. What you can always also change is how you react in the future. So focus on that. Leading us to step two, minding your language. Just observe how you speak to yourself and look at the language that you use. So much can be changed or altered if we nip it in the bud right there. Learn to be kinder to yourself and how you talk to yourself, as well as the thoughts that you allow into your mind to grow and to fester. There's a lot being talked about and rightly so these days about being kind to others and, you know, being kind, being such an important thing to do and to be. But it's also just crucial and vital. And and the very basis of all of this is to be kind to yourself. Now, journaling can be such a powerful way for us to monitor our thoughts and monitor the language that we use. And it can be a real eye opener when we see the facts laid out in black and white. So try that. Try and record your thoughts on a daily basis. Ask what's bothering you, what's triggering you and how does it make you feel? This is also a really powerful way of identifying how quickly you reject parts of yourself that you might not even be aware that you're doing. Step three, and this is one of my favorites. Perfection is progress. Our quest to be perfect, to do everything correctly and to behave impeccably is the greatest enemy known to us and to our self-acceptance. Our focus goes entirely on being the very best and we leave little or no room for error. Look around you, though. Look around you. Who do you see being perfect? Nobody. No one has it all sussed, but the smartest people out there are those that recognize that and they're the ones working to make improvements. Failure is normal. It needs to be normalized more, granted, but it is normal. Disappointment is to be expected. Life will continue to throw obstacles your way and that's the proof that you're alive and that's the proof that you're living. Stop trying to create a world that just doesn't exist so that you can become a person that doesn't exist or can't exist inside it. When you release that need to be perfect, apart from it, 
truly being freeing. But when you release it, you also remove that pressure and it becomes infinitely easier to be more you. And and it will, I promise you, result in you accepting yourself, accepting the good and the bad and the strengths and the weaknesses. Step number four and the final step is to not to compare or to stop comparing. Wouldn't it be so much easier to focus on our own self-acceptance, to consider our own self-worth if we weren't being bombarded by images and details of what everybody else is doing and what they're all up to? If you weren't subjected to a barrage or a constant slew of information on how everyone is doing things, it'd be so much better for you. Yeah, it probably would. But ask yourself, why do you give them the power to infiltrate your thoughts? We know that and we blame social media a lot for this. And of course, it is it is such a guilty part of this because it is it's the instant access that we allow into our brain between us and what everyone else is doing. But just try, try, try to focus on yourself. Stay in your own lane. If there are people in your circle that constantly make you feel bad about yourself, then maybe consider putting some distance between them and you. I'm not telling you to walk away from them and never speak to them again, but maybe just a little bit more distance might help. Surround yourself only with people who make you feel good. And I cannot emphasize that enough. Also, if there are people on social media, as we talked about there a few seconds ago, that make you feel much more self-critical, then mute them. Mute them. Take decisive action to only allow people who inspire you to be better into your space. When your levels of self-acceptance begin to increase, you'll also honestly feel such other great benefits. You'll feel more free to be yourself. You'll realize that you're living your life, your heart's desire, and not just the one that other people want for you. And this will make you feel more aligned with your purpose. You'll feel a lot more capable of taking risks without worrying or obsessing about the final outcome. You'll feel much stronger, more focused and more independent and you will value yourself more, believe in yourself more and have much greater self-esteem. So commit to start doing the work. Just stop wasting your time trying to be someone else, worrying about how others will judge you or expending your energy trying to be perfect when deep down you know it's not possible. And remember, Remember, and I have said this before on this very podcast, remember, we teach other people how to treat us by how we treat ourselves. So that's why it's so important that we give an example of the fact that we have greater self-acceptance of ourselves. This has been a very interesting year for us all. And yet I know that 2021 has not been kind on everyone and the world is still in a state of flux. But I also think that it's normal to reflect back and to see the highs and the lows. We learn from the lows and yet we should take those learnings as we step into the next year. We vow to continue to replicate the highs over and over and over again and inform ourselves of what led to them also. Each year you learn more. I know I did. I've learned a lot about myself this past year. 
I don't fully know yet what I'm going to do with all that information that was revealed to me, but that's okay because it's all a work in progress. I am definitely a work in progress. Life is about us evolving. It's not about problem solving. It's about increasing our awareness and using those observations to grow and be better. Well, that's my take on it. My words for 2021 were love and freedom. I wanted this year to be the year that I explored taking down some of the walls that I'd put up that had maybe stopped me from opening my heart so that I would love more and be loved more. And I've been doing that and I continue to do that. It has been a revelation. Freedom continues to be an ever-present feeling for me, as for so long I confused independence with being free. And I now realise that independence has never served me. Independence has actually done me a great disservice. But freedom is changing me, pushing me, growing me, developing me every single day. And as I prepare for the year ahead for 2022, The words that are coming to my mind are spaciousness and expansion. They're just so present for me at the moment and it'll be interesting to see where they land in the coming weeks. So before I sign off for the year, I invite you to consider what are your words or what's your word for 2022? What feelings do you want to embody? What do you want more of? Who do you want to become? And lastly, I want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for coming on this little podcast adventure with me this year. I know that you can't move for podcasts these days. And so it means so much to me when I see all of you jumping on each fortnight to listen to the new episode. I am deeply, deeply grateful. I'll be back in early 2022. And my plan for next year is that I'm going to feature much more interviews in the second series. That's the plan anyway. And look, at we'll see where it lands. So this is not goodbye. This is just abianto, as they say in France land. This is me signing off for the remainder of this year. I will continue to be present, obviously, on social media. So if you want to hear more, maybe come join me there. You'll find me on Instagram at onenevenice.com or on Facebook, Nevenice Coach. So let me know how things are going for you. Let me know what episodes of this podcast series you enjoyed. And also please continue to let me know what topics and themes you would like to hear me cover for 2022. I really hope that I have not just inspired you to make some changes, but pushed you to make some changes. My tough love energy title is a little tongue in cheek because it's not in my nature to be tough but it is in my nature to really push you, challenge you and stretch you. And I really hope I've done that. So from my heart to yours until 2022. Hi there. I mentioned that at this time of the year, it's incredibly powerful to look back on the year that's coming to a close to reflect and to release the parts of it that haven't served us so well so that we can choose what we need to let go of before stepping with greater confidence into the next year.
Now, 2021 may not have worked out as you had planned or hoped it would. You might feel you didn't achieve half of what you intended to, or you might feel you took a few steps forward only to be pulled back to the beginning again. But if you believe, as I do, that the work we do at the start, the effort we put in to each beginning is the most important work of all, then this release and receive workshop is exactly for you. Think of this next year as your new chapter, your chance to begin again, to take the learnings from last year so that you can create a year that better reflects who you are now and who you want to become. It's a time to allow you to connect with your true desires in a way that really feels achievable for you. This is exactly why I've created this 60 minute deeply nourishing workshop which will take place on Tuesday, the 14th of December at 7pm. I want this to be a time where you shut out the world for just one hour, snuggle up with your blanket, light a candle or incense and take out your journal and come with me as we look back on the year gone by. We'll acknowledge and appreciate all the parts of it that you loved and that served you so well. And we will draw a line under the aspects or parts that you really didn't enjoy, that didn't serve you quite so well, as you mentally prepare to step into 2022. Together, we'll gently open ourselves up to receive what our hearts want in this next year. You'll take this precious time to reflect. You'll allow me to take you through a short but meaningful meditation and start to connect with who it is you want to become in 2022 and consider all of the steps that you can begin mapping out that will get you there. It's really important to me that this workshop is accessible to everyone and that's why I've put a price point of just €22 per ticket. I expect that the tickets will go quickly. So to reserve your place, just go to the link in the show notes below or visit nevenis.com forward slash release hyphen and hyphen receive. Cannot wait to have you join us on the 14th of December for what I know is going to be a really powerful workshop. Mm-hmm.